often suggested that we're living in a post-truth era. Media coverage suggests that lying has become normal human behaviour, and politicians, journalists, business leaders and celebrities are routinely found to be bending the truth for personal gain. It's easy to assume that truth-telling is no longer the norm, but is that really the case? To answer this question, researchers looked at data from over 400 experiments around the world, in which participants privately rolled a die and then reported the roll to the researcher. Participants were paid the number they claimed to have rolled. In this setting, no individual report can be judged as honest or dishonest. After all, some people should roll a six. But not everybody can roll a six, so the researchers can judge the overall frequency of honesty. Perhaps surprisingly, they found that most people didn't lie. This behaviour was consistent across 47 countries, although men were slightly more inclined to lie than women. Researchers then looked at people's motives for truth-telling and tested their predictions. They found that most people are honest because they want to be honest and want to appear so. The study suggests that to encourage truth-telling, we should emphasise the cost of lying and also the associated loss of reputation. Maybe our morality isn't in such bad shape after all. And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and welcome to episode 96 as we march towards episode 100. And on the show, we're going to talk about truth and what it means to a society to have truth and what happens in the absence of truth. And we're going to be looking at some headlines and some other things to kind of delve into this idea of truth or lack thereof. And like you just heard in that opening clip, are we really in a post-truth era? I mean, the media tends to be post-truth. Fake news is now the key buzzword for lies. It's no longer lies. It is fake news. News that's not true. Fake meaning not true. And so we've got journalists. We've got celebrities. We've got politicians bending the truth for their personal gain. And we've seen it all throughout the ages. And we're going to go back 20 years. We recently commemorated 9-11, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And now we're going through a pandemic that doesn't seem to end. It's variant after variant after variant. So how does it affect those who are on the receiving end of lack of truth or lies, shall we call it? And what about those who perpetrate the lies or the lack of truth? You know, it kind of reminds me of a small boy long, long time ago, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. My nose! What's happened? Perhaps you haven't been telling the truth, Pinocchio. Perhaps? Oh, but I have! Every single word! Oh, please help me! I'm awful sorry! You see, Pinocchio, a lie keeps growing and growing. Until it's as plain as the nose on your face. She's right, Pinocchio. You better come clean. I'll never lie again. Honest, I won't. Please, Your Honor. Uh, uh, I mean, Miss Fairy, give him another chance. For my sake, will you? Oh. I'll forgive you this once. But remember, a boy who won't be good might just as well be made of wood. 
Are you made of wood? So those of you that don't know, and you'd be surprised as to how many people don't know who Pinocchio is. So Pinocchio is a Disney story about a puppet master who creates Pinocchio as a puppet made out of wood. And his dream is to be a real boy one day. But as he tells a lie, his nose grows. So you can know when he's lying by his nose is growing. And in that scene right there, if you're watching the uh, animated movie, every time he tells a lie, his nose grows longer, longer, longer. And then pretty soon there's a bird's nest and some birds. And so he's told whopper of a lie and continued down that course of lying. And so everybody knew he was lying. And so then, of course, in good traditional Disney fashion, the fairy princess or fairy godmother or whatever she is grants him forgiveness and his nose goes back to normal. And then ultimately in the end, spoiler alert, he becomes a boy, Geppetto's son. And so it's a, it's a Disney animated movie. If you haven't seen it, you can look it up. I think you might be able to find it somewhere. That was a clip off of YouTube, but you know, I know Disney has kind of done away with some of those animated classics. I don't know if you can still get them. Maybe they're back now. I don't know. Now that uh, the Disney empire has grown with their, you know, Disney, uh, their own Disney channel. Maybe you can get it there. I don't know. But so we're living in a, in a pandemic. 20 years ago, we went through 9-11. Before that, there's been world wars. There's been assassinations, JFK. There's been all kinds of things that we have gone through as a nation, And there's many times that the media has reported on it. Little things, little news stories to, you know, great big global crisis. And oftentimes, at least in the past, if you've been around long enough, you only had really a couple major outlets, you know, a couple major newspapers. Uh, As far as news go, you had basically what the networks, the network nightly news. And so you're kind of limited. But now in this day and age, we've got all kinds of, of outlets and mediums by which we can get our news. Some are more truthful than others. Others are just, you know, straight lie. If you watch the social experiment document on Netflix, you will find out, according to the creators of social media, that false information spreads six times faster on Twitter than any other place. So you can plant a false seed of some some kind of news story, a false seed, a lie, and it'll spread quick, and pretty soon everybody's believing the narrative, the lie, and not the truth. So we just commemorated 9-11 not too long ago, the 20th anniversary. And I was watching a uh, documentary, again, on Netflix. It was uh, about 9-11 and the war on terror. And it went through, I think it's like a five-episode thing, and it talks about the day it happened and then the aftermath. And, you know, 20 years later, after 9-11, we finally get our troops pulled out of Iraq and out of Afghanistan and We're done with the Middle East, at least according to politics. And so what happened and what transpired 20 years ago, first off, to get us into a 20-year war in Afghanistan and Iraq and the Middle East? And then why did we get out? And where does that correlate to our COVID pandemic that we're living in today? So the first clip I want to play is a clip that was from the uh, documentary. And it kind of sums up, I think, a universal thought that happens typically when the United States or something bad happens in the United States. I mean, you think about Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, when Pearl Harbor was bombed. And then you think about, you know, 9-11. And then you think about, <clears throat> think, uh, excuse me, you think about, you know, the, the pandemic. And then other things in between. And usually 
when there's a crisis, Americans come together. The U.S. rallies together. And so after 9-11, this was the thought process or what the guy was thinking for uh, one of the guys that was interviewed in this war on terror. It was kind of a politics of fear had set in. To see that fear that I certainly had and everyone have just become a poison in the society that you would just abandon the things that make the United States unique. So United States, according to this guy, and I think he was uh, somebody that was there, a part of the uh, investigation, you know, FBI, something like that. And he uh, had a politics, you know, the politics of fear that came from that. You know, we were fearful. We did not know what happened. We did not know, like, what, you know, obviously you know the events of the day, but what caused the events of the day? What caused all of this to happen? We did not know. We did not know what was going to happen the next day or the day after. The government took steps to make sure that things didn't escalate beyond what they already were, the tragedy that already happened. But he says there was a, uh, a fear, and then the politics of fear, trying to react out of fear of what's going on and how can we react, respond, solve the problem. You know, And at Ground Zero, the Pentagon, other places, people rallied together. But there was a fear. Just like now, there's a fear of this COVID. Remember when COVID broke? There was a fear. What's going on? What's going to happen? Two weeks to flatten the curve because we thought millions upon millions of people were going to die. And then it became poisonous, he says. Listen to it again. It was kind of a politics of fear had set in. To see that fear that I certainly had and everyone have just become a poison in the society that you would just abandon the things that make the United States unique. So what was going on at the time? President Bush and his advisors, Vice President Cheney and all the others were coming together to find out how you can retaliate against whoever this happened. Quickly on, they learned that it was the Taliban and quickly they learned on, you know, it was terrorists from the Middle East. And, and so eventually the intel community was getting some information. But coming out of it were things like what turned out to be the NSA, spying on Americans, turned out to be other types of surveillance and eavesdropping programs, a lot of things that people thought would go outside the bounds of law. You had uh, enhanced interrogation, some called it torture. So you had all these things that were being implemented that might have gone outside the scope of the law under the umbrella of national security. And so now, 20 years later, we have a pandemic. And in the name of national security and the name of national health, you've got things like mandatory vaccines. You've got mandatory vaccine passports in order to go do something. If you want to go out on the town, if you want to travel. Remember when they tried to shut down churches, Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California, was uh, being persecuted by the city of Los Angeles because they would not close their doors. You know, the government moving in to do away with your right to uh, worship, you know, freedom of religion. But it was all done in the name of national security, in the name of national health in this case. And now you've got the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. You've got the civil war going on. You've got a bevy of lies and bad information. No one is really seeing the truth. I mean, think about it. 9-11 happened. Nobody really knew what was going on. Obviously, we had some attacks at the World Trade Center, planes flying into the building. We had fl- planes flying into the Pentagon. You had a plane crashing in uh, southern Pennsylvania. 
people speculating it was going to uh, Capitol Hill, but maybe the White House. And so you had these things going on that we weren't sure exactly what was happening or who was causing it or what the reason was. And we were reacting. So you had a couple, couple layers of reaction. You had the national policies with the federal government. You had local governments. You had local first responders. So you had all kinds of people doing things to try to react and respond the best way they knew how. There was also um, a senator, or maybe a congresswoman, Barbara Lee out of Los Angeles, who was diametrically opposed to everything that was going on. She was trying to be the voice of reason, supposedly. Now, if you do happen to watch it, it's one of the more popular, at least it was, one of the more popular documentaries on Netflix. I did not get the sense that it was politically driven or politically motivated. There were some things in there I didn't think I would agree with. Didn't really think that was the narrative or what was happening. But there was a lot of things that turned out to be true after the fact that they reported on. That was, um, that was quite interesting. But you start looking at all these mandates, okay? We recently got out of Afghanistan. The Taliban has taken over, okay? So why did we get out of there? Well, we still really don't know. Obviously, there's people blaming uh, the former president. There's people blaming the current president, the administration, that there was a vacuum of just up and leaving, the Taliban moving in. You know, at some point in time, was it the purpose to rebuild the nation or just to police the nation? You know, everybody is spinning it for political gain and political purposes. Obviously, Biden took a huge hit in the uh, popularity polls, and so there was some spin to try to make it not his fault. And so... um and so as we think and we compare, I'm not comparing anybody that we do here in America as Taliban, but think of some of these things, okay? In an absence of truth, anything can happen. So recently, the Taliban has gone through and put up signs in barbershops saying that barbers cannot give beard shaves. You cannot shave the beard because Islamic law says that men must have long beards. Kind of sounds a little familiar, to shutting down hairdressers, hair salons, things like that. Again, I'm not comparing it as far as saying that the governors and people that shut things down are Taliban, but you can start to see in an absence of truth, like what's the purpose of closing things down? What was the purpose? What's the truth behind it? Was it really to try to prevent COVID from spreading? And why pick on an, uh, a business like hairdressers? When you have grocery stores that are still open, now granted, grocery stores are a necessity, right? But you have all these things going on. You have no vaccination, you don't get to go to a concert. No vaccination, you don't get to go to a football game. No vaccination, you don't get to have your job. No vaccination, you get fired. I mean, is it any different? I mean, that's even more severe than the Taliban coming in and saying you have to grow a beard. If you don't get vaccinated, if you don't do what we tell you to do, you lose your job. Remember all the nurses and doctors on the front line, first responders even, that were in the middle of the pandemic when it first got here without the vaccine and how they were on the front lines? And now all of a sudden they're getting fired and being let go because they did not get the vaccine. And in absence of truth, why are we doing this? What's the point? And again, things are being made. Decisions are being made supposedly under the guise of national security or national health. But it's going outside the scope of the law. But then you have people sitting in those positions, making up the law, just like they did at 9-11, just like Barbara Lee was questioning 20 years ago. 
And so you had this terrorist intel back to 9-11. So 9-11 hits. U.S. government decides to react. So the intel community starts going after different people, and they come across a guy that they actually take uh, as a prisoner. And he starts being interrogated. Now, at the time, there was enhanced interrogation techniques going on, right? Torture, some would say. You saw the pictures of the prisons and the pictures of uh, Guantanamo Bay and things like that, and so some people were outraged. Others thought it was necessary. But again, was it skirting the law? Was it going outside the law, holding people without a trial, holding people without giving them the Miranda rights, holding people without the legal protections that the supposed American justice system would provide? There's a lot of gray areas, supposedly. And so you have enhanced interrogations, waterboarding, for example. And so a terrorist, I don't know the guy's name, can't pronounce it, but he was uh, being interrogated with enhanced interrogations or torch, if you want to call that. And so he told the intelligence community that Iraq and Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and that he was helping train the Taliban and the Taliban were in Afghanistan. So the U.S. runs with that information that was received from this terrorist that was captured and then tortured for the information. Now, when we went into Iraq, if you're old enough to remember, there were a couple narratives running back then. One, it was all about the oil. We wanted the oil in Iraq. Others said it was Bush, W. Bush, President George W. Bush, wanting to finish off what his father, Bush Sr., had done 10 years earlier when he started to bomb Iraq. So there's all these narratives going on. But the narrative that was being used was that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. And so he went after Iraq. In Iraq, 4,000 service members, military members were killed. 200,000 Iraqis, civilians and people, killed. And what happened? It turned out to be that the narrative or the truth was something different. Or I should say the narrative was something different than the truth that set off this chain of reaction. We knew at the time that this is baloney. But then we said to ourselves, oh, maybe they have intelligence that we don't have. And later on, we knew where is that intelligence coming from. It was coming from even Sheikh Al-Libi. When he got caught, he was tortured and tortured and tortured to admit that bin Laden and Saddam were working together to develop WMDs. Secretary Powell said that the information came from Ibn Sheikh al-Libi. All of it was false. They went back to Ibn Sheikh and said, why did you lie? He said, well, you were torturing me. I gave you what you want. So the methods of torture led to a confession. The confession was a lie. He just gave them information that he wanted to give to make them stop torturing. And it sent a chain of events that altered the face of the world moving forward and eventually spiraled the U.S. into a 20-year war. And the narrative or the truth was all based on a lie. There were, no weapons of mass destru- there were no weapons of mass destruction. It was based on a lie because they were torturing somebody. Now, I'm not here to judge that. You can decide for yourself what you want. And again, if you want to really see the whole thing, you can go watch the uh, Netflix documentary, War on Terror, just came out, I think, in 2021, and find out all this information for yourself. But again, it was based on a lie. 
And so when you lack truth, so we look at the pandemic here today, something happened at the Wuhan lab in China that released a pandemic, a virus on the world. Somebody at an Ivy League school modeled out that two, you know, like two million or millions of people are going to die because of this. Everybody went into panic mode. We don't know what we're facing. Do you see the resemblance between 9-11? Something is happening. We don't know what it is. We need to respond. We respond out of fear, respond out of panic. We don't know what's going on. And then what happens? The whole thing becomes politicized. Now, what do you mean, son? Is it politicized? Remember when President Trump was in office and the vaccine was starting to come out and you had both Biden and Harris say they weren't going to take it unless there was a lots of transparency and they weren't sure if they were going to trust a Trump administration to do the vaccine. And then all of a sudden they become the administration and now they're forcing everybody to take it. It was politicized from the beginning. The truth wasn't out there for us to be able to see. For us to be able to understand. And then you had alternatives like hydroxychloroquine that people were taking and saying, helping them. There was a, uh, I think, a state Democratic lawmaker in Michigan who hit the news cycle summer of 2020, was dying of COVID, took hydroxychloroquine and made a recovery. A lot of doctors were silenced by big tech and silenced by mainstream media because they were presenting alternative methods to battling this thing. Why were they being shut down? What's the truth? Again, the narrative is being pushed for a reason. Why isn't the truth out there? And look at what happens. Now you've got a divided America. You've got the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Now we're finding out that the vaccinated are upset at the unvaccinated. And really now you have this vaccine, the first one in history, in the history of mankind probably, where everybody is blaming the people who did not take it. So the vaccine now is irrelevant. It's the people that didn't take it. They're the problem, not the virus nor the vaccine. And we all know the vaccine isn't working like they thought it would. So now there's boosters. So we have this lack of truth. So the view, okay? I don't know if you follow the view. I don't, but I thought this story was quite interesting because the view, again, we're talking about trying to seek truth. We're trying to find out what happens when there's a lack of truth and how it affects society. I mean, in 9-11, you had Bush and the United States government respond and cause a 20-year war to open up based on a lie because they were torturing somebody and the guy wanted them to stop torturing them, so he just told them what they wanted to hear. wasn't true. We have a pandemic going on, and we have a lot of false information being spread to us, a lot of lies being told to us, a lot of mistruths. Why? What is the truth? Just tell us the truth of what this thing is. Did it start in China? Of course it did. A lot of people said it didn't start in China. Did it start at the Wuhan lab? Of course it did. A lot of people say it didn't. It was a wet market. Why the lies all of a sudden? Why do you need to tell us lies in order for us to know what's going on? You can't protect us. That's the other thing. You've got this lie going on that we're going to defeat this pandemic And that you can defeat COVID by getting a shot. Well, that's not true. This thing's going to be with us. That's what the truth is. This thing's going to be with us for a while. And we need to adapt accordingly, whatever that might be. But no, we want to continue on. So the view. Apparently, uh, Vice President Harris was going to be on the view. And a couple of the hosts 
tested positive for COVID, so they had to leave the show the day the vice president was going to come on. And then it turned out that it was a false positive. And this was the response the next day. I think that might have been like a Friday, so maybe the Monday. When they came back, the hosts, it wasn't Joy Behar or Whoopi Goldberg, it was the other two. But the host came back on, they start talking about it. And listen carefully to the response of Joy Behar and their producer as they talk about the false positives. All right? Okay, no one's got it. It was a mistake of some sort. So, Brian, where is he? I'm here. You had a special outfit on that day for the vice president and everything? I burned it. I burned, burned it. it. I went home that day. Yeah. How are you holding up now? Uh, no, uh, I'm fine. It was just an unbelievable set of circumstances. And we found out moments before we came back on the air. And in that moment, all I could think of was that we had to keep the host safe and we had to keep the vice president mm-hmm. safe. She could not walk out no matter what. And that led to some really awkward television that I'd like to have back if I could. Um, but I, I really want to acknowledge and apologize to, to Sonny and Anna because in the midst of all this chaos, they were put in this, uh, this position where they had this information put out on television. And then to make it even worse, it turned out not to be true. Uh, later on, and um, well, that's better if it was, but not that it was. Yeah, it was that there was yeah. false positive. That it was false. Yeah. Yes, that it was false yeah. positive. Right. So, it was unfortunate that mistakes were made, but I can confidently say that we have very vigorous safety protocols. <coughs> okay, twice, Joy Behar and the producer called it mistakes happened. Did you hear that twice? Mistakes. Joy Behar said, "Oh, mistakes happen." Where's the producer guy? The producer guy's yeah, mistakes happen. Now, good thing it was a false positive and all that. That's great. That's fine. What they did. They can do what they want. But they called it mistakes. Okay. If it was a mistake, if a mistake was made to give you false positive, how many mistakes were made through this whole thing? What are the true numbers? Project Veritas had a CNN producer on videotape talking about how he would sit at home, not feel the numbers were driving the emotion, so he called the newsroom and tell them to up the numbers. We don't know what the truth is. We don't know how many people were sick. We don't know how many people were died. I was fortunate or been fortunate to, in uh, 2021, pretty much drive cross country. As it turned out, it wasn't planned, but I started pretty much at the Santa Monica Pier, the beginning of Route 66 on the West Coast, and drove across country, and eventually I ended up in Florida. Now, along the way, I would stop different places, and I would just engage in conversation, whether it be with the hotel clerk or maybe the people at the diner or wherever it was, the gas station, just kind of, hey, what's going on around here? What's it like? You know, taking your rest breaks from driving and engaging conversation. When I was in Florida, the mainstream media was talking about how Florida was having record number of cases, remember? People were dying all over the place because they were open, And apparently mainstream media didn't want Florida to be open, so they were trying to make up stuff. I was there. I was actually in Florida at the time, in Tampa. It wasn't on the news. None of it was true. I was there. A friend of mine in Portland, while I was in Tampa, I called him, his birthday, talking to him. And so I was asking him, hey, is everything in Portland as bad as the news is saying? He's like, no. Now, his interpretation of bad and mine could be, you know, varied. But no, he was saying that what was going on, sure, there were places that were bad and things were happening that they would avoid and stay away from. But no, as a whole, the news was over-reporting things that were going on. Why? 
I'm boots on the ground. He's boots on the ground. I've been across the country. Sure, there's areas that have higher numbers just because there's more population. I've been in places where it hasn't affected many people. There's people that, a lot of people now that have been vaccinated that are getting it. But what's the truth behind it? If there's these false positives and Joy Behar, who is a staunch liberal, who's criticized everybody under the sun who hasn't been vaccinated or wear a mask, now she's saying that these false positives were mistakes. Did you miss it? No one's got it. It was a mistake of some sort. So, Brian, where is he? I'm here. You had a special outfit on that day for the vice president and everything? I burned it. I burned, burned it. it. I went home that day. Yeah. How are you holding up now? Uh, no, uh, I'm fine. It was just an unbelievable set of circumstances. And we found out moments before we came back on the air. And in that moment, all I could think of was that we had to keep the host safe and we had to keep the vice president mm-hmm. safe. She could not walk out no matter what. And that led to some really awkward television that I'd like to have back if I could. Um, but I, I really want to acknowledge and apologize to, to Sonny and Anna because in the midst of all this chaos, they were put in this, uh, this position where they had this information put out on television. And then to make it even worse, it turned out not to be true. Uh, later on, and um, well, that's better if it was, but not that it was. Yeah, it was that there was yeah. false positives. That it was false. Yeah. Yes, that it was false yeah. positives. Right. So, it was unfortunate that mistakes were made, but I can confidently say that we have a very vigorous safety protocols. <coughs> Again, mistakes were made. That's what they're calling it. Mistakes were made. How many mistakes were made through all the other cases that were reported, and were those numbers taken down? I know many people who had loved ones that might have had diabetes or might have been riddled with cancer or some other unfortunate tragedy. But yet when they die, they happen to be also having COVID and thus the cause of death is COVID and the numbers are escalated. Even though it really killed them, they're in hospice because they have cancer, but they put COVID down. Why? Why the lies? Why the lack of truth? Why not just report what it is? Is there a reason for that? Well, this could be one. Could this whole thing have been orchestrated i mean fauci there's more than enough evidence that his hand is on the cookie jar his fingerprints are all over it but why would someone and again do your research but what i have found is that apparently they were working on a coronavirus in bats that they could then alter so that it would infect humans first of all why would you need to alter anything that's going to infect humans but That's what I've been able to research and read. Maybe you find something differently. You can let me know. And then it gets released. And why is the release? How it escaped? Why is that a problem? If it was accidental, why doesn't China just fess up? Why doesn't the U.S. just make China fess up? Why doesn't the world make China fess up? That was an accident. If it was on purpose, well, thus you might have a cover-up. Now we hear the six-feet rule was just something that was arbitrary. Put the masks on. No real science behind it. They let you believe there was science behind it and you bought into it. But again, this was something that nobody knew anything about, remember? So how is all these people all of a sudden know all this information on how to battle something that's never existed before? Just like 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened and the Bush administration had to come up with ways to figure out how to respond militarily with intelligence 
border security, all this stuff had to be created because this hadn't happened since uh, Pearl Harbor. And now they move forward, okay? And so they set up whatever it was. And again, like the quote said earlier, some things might have been outside the law, and he was really concerned with that. But here from the AP, the Associated Press, I have an article, and it reads, and again, Google it, it reads, Billions more in profits are at stake for some vaccine makers as the U.S. moves towards dispensing COVID-19 booster shots to shore up Americans' protection against the virus. Shore up Americans' protection against the virus is going to reap billions of dollars in profits. Pretty simple to me to read the billions of dollars in profits is a big, a big time incentive to push this thing. You kidding me? America is the greediest country in the world. We've done a lot of things for money. We've done a lot of things. And that's the other thing, too. When you look at Afghanistan and you look at what happened and this documentary, War on Terror, talks a lot about we, as the U.S., caused a lot of problems that we are now facing. It's like we get mixed up in everything to try to solve problems, but it causes more issues that comes back to bite the U.S. and our foreign policy. How much manufacturers stand to gain, the story goes, depends on how big the rollout proves to be. More people get it, the more money they make. That's incentive to push this on everybody, right? Change the narrative, maybe not give us the full truth because there's billions of dollars to be made. So the youth health officials endorsed booster shots. The Pfizer vaccine to Americans 65 years and older. And then some others that are high risk. They also say that the reason why boosters are going to create billions of dollars in profit is because there's no research. No research is done in the boosters. Pure profit. All the research supposedly went into the initial COVID-19 vaccine, but they make money. Billions in profit. It says right there, billions more in profit. Billions more in profits are at stake for some vaccine makers as the U.S. moves towards dispensing COVID boosters. So you ask yourself, think about it. If you want to get the vaccine, again, this isn't anti-vax. This isn't any political statement. This is just looking for truth. Because what happens when you take truth out of something? And again, you're supposed to study history so you don't repeat it. And we're repeating the exact same things. Big Pharma is out to make big money on this, according to the AP. So again, You have to ask yourself, okay, billions of dollars is going to be made with boosters. So why not hydroxychloroquine? It's readily available. Apparently, a lot of people said it would work against COVID. Couldn't do that. We had to make people sick so that you can get the vaccine. I mean, that's kind of what I'm reading about it. What about this vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc concoction? Uh, Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if it would work, but a lot of people swear that it helps with the immunity, building up the immunity. What about that ivermectin? Was that the one? Or was there another one that was talking about the, uh, the horse? Remember, people were flooding the hospitals in Oklahoma because they were taking this horse medication for deworming of horses. And the hospitals in Oklahoma and other places were overfilled to the rafters with people that were sick and dying from taking this witch doctor medicine turned out to be not true why why do we push the narrative or what about more recently you want to move away from the uh 
vaccines and all that. How about down in uh, the southern border? What was the biggest story lately to come out that proved to be false? Custom and Border Patrol agents whipping Haitians and the immigrants on horseback. So the Border Patrol's on horseback, and they're running around whipping people. That's not a big-time lie. That's not even fake news. That's just a big-time lie. Why? And Biden's up there saying that the Border Patrol can't use horses anymore, and all these people are going to be punished. Why? They didn't do anything. Turned out to be false. The photographer there said that that wasn't true. Why? Why are people, and again, you go back to the very first cut of the show, a post-truth era, politicians, journalists, celebrities bending the truth for personal gain. That's a true statement. That is so factual, it's not even funny. And here you have people that are just making things up. Why? To push an agenda. Why would you say Border Patrol people are whipping Haitians? You have an agenda to prove. You want to get rid of Border Patrol. You want to defund police. So here's another angle. So a guy I know was at work, and this story about the Haitians came up. And somebody made the comment like, man, those Haitians walked a long way in that caravan to get to the southern border. And so this guy was like, wait a minute. Haitians didn't walk here from Haiti. And the guy was like, oh, yes, they did. And then an argument ensued. And then a third person that was kind of over, uh, eavesdropping over here in the conversation chimed in and said, hey, you know that uh, Haiti's an island, right? And the initial guy that was arguing that they walked to the southern border was like, what? He's like, yeah, Haiti is an island. So they didn't walk anywhere. Somehow they had to go either by plane or boat from Haiti to the southern border. Okay. So I was doing an assignment at a high school not too long ago. And the ninth graders in social studies, they were taking a, uh, a test. They had a map of the United States, and they had to label each state and then list the capital. So the students thought it would be fun to go and give this test to other teachers around the high school. And other teachers complied and took the test. It was a maximum of 50 points, so I think each part was half a point. Some teachers, you know, got in the 40s. Okay. You would think 50, but... You know, you get up in those, you know, northeast, you've got Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, all those little things, New Hampshire, Maine. You know, you can kind of get confused. Maybe you forget, you know, oh, what's the capital of uh, West Virginia? I don't know, whatever, you know, Charleston. Um, And then maybe you forget, oh, what's the uh, capital of this one? What's the capital of that one? Okay, up northeast, Maine, whatever. Okay, we don't know Maine, Augusta. Okay. So maybe you forget one or two. But you know that there were some teachers that got in the 20s? They didn't even know half the states and half the capitals. So it got me thinking, maybe lack of truth is ignorance in society, just not educating ourselves. So you have a full-on argument about Haitians walking and caravanning to the southern border just like the people from Guatemala did, but no. Turns out the guy was ignorant, didn't realize Haiti was an island, couldn't do it. Teachers not knowing the states and capitals. So maybe this truth or lack thereof is just ignorance, people not educating themselves on things. We need to educate ourselves. And once we start educating ourselves, we'll start to see for ourselves what the truth is and what it's about. And we start to learn. And that's the thing that people don't want you to do. They don't want you to study. They don't want you to learn. They don't want you to educate yourself because then you'll know the narrative that they're preaching to you is wrong. That truth is being left out. I want to play one more clip from this War on Terror documentary. Okay, his first day that the guy who's going to speak, his first day was at the NSA. 
Now, keep this in mind. The NSA was uh, the National Security Agency, eventually was caught spying on Americans, okay? And that's a big no-no. So now, everything he says, so the NSA was weaponized against the American people when it's supposed to be foreign surveillance. So now, keep in mind, when he's talking, replace NSA with CDC, and then maybe the World Health Organization. Insert those in there. And this is a guy, Thomas Drake, from the NSA. So his first day at the NSA was the day 9-11 happened. So listen what he says. And again, when he's saying NSA, think CDC and WHO, the World Health Organization. I was part of an agency that was supposed to keep people out of harm's way. And my first day on the job, and every time I say this, I get goosebumps. I'm feeling them right now because that day is literally frozen. 9-11 was actually my first day reporting to my new duty station. And I can play back that day second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. But what I didn't know in that morning is the secret decisions that were made at the highest levels of the government and what the government was willing to do under the blanket of national security. What they were willing to do in going way outside the law. So there you have it. Secret decisions being made. Willing participants. What can be done, maybe even outside the law? That's pretty powerful. You think about it. The NSA was supposed to protect the Americans. It turned out to be weaponized against the Americans. What about the CDC, Center for Disease Control? At some point, don't you remember? Was the moratoriums on evictions that the Bush administration gave power to the CDC? The CDC is a health organization. Started to become weaponized against the American people. Now, whether you're pro or con the um, eviction moratorium, that's another story. But that's not the purview of the CDC. If the CDC is not giving us information, the correct information, these are the people that we rely on. I mean, there's at one point at least the CDC had, and I don't know if they've taken it down, if they've added to it, but when these vaccines first started out, the CDC was reporting 6,000 deaths from the COVID vaccine. At least they were putting that up there. But when the CDC or the World Health Organization, I mean, how dirty and corrupt is that organization? They can't tell us the truth on something that's a global pandemic? Australia's in complete lockdown? And you've got riots going on and you've got people in Australia talking about having to take a picture when their phone rings. They have to take a picture of themselves and prove where they're at in 15 minutes. Otherwise, the police come looking for them because they're supposed to be in their home. Talk about the totalitarian, totalitarian, whatever that word is, dictatorship going on over there. That type of thing is happening in Australia now. Don't believe me? Look at it. Lack of truth. Absence of truth. Look what happens when there's an absence of truth. The world gets turned upside down. There's a lot of people right now walking around with long-ass noses and made of wood. Dr. uh, Dr. Linda Edelstein, 
is a psychiatrist. And she talks about what happens to the person being lied to. So let's say we take a look at the CDC, the World Health Organization, different governments, whatever. Maybe the liberal media elite and politicians all lying to feed their narrative or changing the truth or maybe absence of truth because they're trying to spread their agenda and we fall for it. We hook it up. We eat it. Hook, line, and sinker. The person who is being lied to, it's a really interesting position. Think about this. They are, something is being kept from them. So for whatever reason, I am keeping the truth from that person. If I was on the receiving end, I would really not like that. Even if the truth was small, I would wonder why do you need to keep the truth from me? Are you protecting me or are you protecting you? There is something about withholding information from somebody else that just doesn't help the social situation because you're robbing them of the opportunity to make a decision for themselves. Think of a relationship that you're in. Your significant other lies to you. Your business, your boss lies to you. You can have the weekend off, so you make plans. And then he says, no, you have to work. How much of that would you tolerate and take? Your kids, my goodness, they lie to you. They said they're spending the night at a friend's house, and you find out they went off to a party. Would you let them out of your house again without punishing them? I don't think so. See, we won't tolerate lies when it comes to our circle, our life. But yet when it comes to politics, when it comes to news media, when it comes to social media, when it comes to things outside, we accept lies. Oh, it's okay. They're politicians. They lie. Or we just accept it because we want that narrative. We want that agenda. We want that politician in that office. So it's okay. I mean, look what's happened already in California. A judge ruled that the mail-in ballots was unconstitutional during the last election. Now, Mail-in ballots are going to be it for the rest of eternity in California. Things are already changing based off of a false narrative, the pandemic. The pandemic meant everybody had to stay home. And so in order to have a fair election, we have to mail everybody a ballot without knowing anything. And then certain states rise up against that and say, no, we want to make sure that the right people are voting and that the correct people are voting and people that shouldn't be voting aren't. That's racist and all this stuff. But that's not even the truth. That's not even the truth. Absence of truth, you have chaos. What are you going to believe? And why do you only believe your side? I think Jordan Peterson sums it up, and this is really the thing I want to drive home. What does it tell about a person's character when you're telling the truth Versus telling the lie. So it comes down to this. It comes down to your character now, who you are. And that's what we talk about on this show. All the stuff leading up to it, this is the meat of what we talk about on these shows. All the other stuff is for you to decide. You do your research. Figure out for yourself. I've never been one to tell you to do something except do your own research and make your own decision. I'm not putting you in that box like society wants us to. I'm not telling you to do something. There's not a one-size-fits-all. How many times have I said that? There's a solution. It's not a one-size-fits-all. The vaccine, 
Everybody needs to get it regardless of status. Well, what if you've had it and you're immune naturally? Science says natural immunity is the best thing. No, you have to get the jab because AP says billions of dollars are at stake. So I've never told you to do something. I might have my preferences. I might have my beliefs, my ideology. But you got to do the research and decide for yourself. But this right here, now what we're going to say is what it really comes down to. What type of character do you have? Because telling the truth versus telling a lie, if you work at a school, especially like an elementary school, but even middle school, high school, and you're a teacher, are you going to allow students to lie to you in college? Are you going to allow people to lie to you? I don't think so. I don't think you'll let people get away with that. But why do you let other people who are influencing you and influencing this country and influencing others around us that are actually telling us lies and mistruths so that we can't even decide for ourselves? Like the doctor said, Linda Edelstein, we can't decide for ourselves. You got to give us the information and let us decide. Why are you keeping it from us? What's the reason? Are you protecting us or you have an agenda that you don't want us to know about and a lot of times in today's day and age it's an agenda that they don't want you to know about look at this reconciliation bill and all this stuff this infrastructure bill there's a lot of things in there anytime the government puts out a massive bill there's always little things hidden in there why they don't want you to know about it comes down to this what does truth tell a person's character truth telling the truth what does that say about a person's character Versus if they're telling lies. Here's Jordan Peterson. Nietzsche said that you could tell much about a man's character by how much truth he could tolerate, which is very interesting. You know, there's an, an idea in, 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 the, in the great Western tradition that the truth is the way and the path of life and that no one comes to the Father except through the truth. And... I believe that to be the case because I don't think that you can manifest who you are without the truth. And so I think it's, it's, it's literally and metaphorically true that the pathway to who you could be if you were completely who you were is through the truth. And so the truth does set you free, but the problem is, is that it destroys everything that isn't worthy in you as it sets you free. And that's, that's a process of burning and it's it's painful because you cling to what you shouldn't be um, partly out of pride and partly out of ignorance and partly out of laziness and and so then you encounter something true and you all know this you all know this perfectly well because when was the last time that you learned something important that wasn't a a blow of of some sort you know And, and it's often you look back at your life and you think oh god I really learned something there. I wouldn't want to do that again, but it really changed my life. I mean, sometimes it can really destroy you, you know, an encounter with the truth and you never really recover. But now and then something comes along and straightens you out and a lot of you has to go. A lot of you has to burn away, you know, and, and, and I suppose in some sense the idea is that everything about you that isn't worthy is to be put into the flames. And that's, that's another reason to be not so casual about claiming what you believe because it isn't something that you undertake without due caution see so the truth shall set you free as they say why is that because the negative the unworthy stuff that is a part of you gets burned away you lose a part of you 
when you tell the truth because you're clinging to that false, that false narrative, that falsehood, that false truth, that lie. You have to burn that off to seek truth. You're getting rid of your old self. You're getting rid of that self that wants to send a narrative that isn't true. So you lose a part of yourself when you're telling the truth. That's the difference. That's the difference what happens when you tell the truth. When you're a person that tells the truth and you have character to tell the truth, you lose part of yourself. And he said it could be you don't, you don't do it because of laziness, because of ignorance, because you don't want to. So it's up to you. Now, I'm not talking about your significant other comes home and says, hey, do you like my new haircut? And you don't. And you lie and say, oh, yeah, I do. We're talking about universal truth. We're talking about if someone came to you, this is what's going on. What do you think? And you tell them the truth. Or you have to go to your company, the people under you, and tell them what's going on. You're telling them the truth. You're telling your family what's going on. That's the truth. You're looking at the world around you and what you see. And you're able to cut through and be like, no, I'm speaking out against that because that is not true. You have to define the difference between truth and narrative. And what we have learned the last couple of years, in fact, now it's a lot longer, about maybe four or five years, is that the narrative is never the truth. The narrative that's being put out there it's never the truth. There's story after story after story that has come out, whether it be Border Patrol agents whipping Haitian immigrants on horseback. Not true. Whether it be the former president disparaging American soldiers while commemorating Pearl Harbor, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, D-Day. Not true. Over and over and over again, there's now stuff coming out about January 6th that maybe the narrative wasn't quite true. But there's a political agenda because we're so polarized and we're so divided in politics that we have to outdo the other side and we have to make stuff up about people. Nicki Minaj getting clapped back because she just simply asked a question. Now she's banned from Twitter and all the Democrats up in arms over her. Why? Because there's a fundamental lack of truth in society. And when that happens, there's a void. It takes true character to be able to speak truth. The truth that is honest and sincere, not a narrative, not an opinion. A lot of times people want to put their opinion in place of the truth. So if you ask me, son, what would your opinion, I mean, I'm sorry, what would your truth be, not opinion, truth be about the vaccine, about the virus and all this stuff? The truth? Something happened, unleashed upon the world. A lot of people got sick. A lot of people died. We were never told the truth, so we could never respond to it. A lot of governors, government agencies, took this opportunity to politicize it for their own gain. And if you would have told us the truth from the beginning, I'm sure a lot more people might have been considering the vaccine instead of turning their back on it, if you did not politicize it. It's the way you approach things. You politicize this whole thing, and now you're reaping what you've sowed. You're a Democratic politician, 
Republicans in the White House. No, you can't take the vaccine. Oh, now Democrats are there. Take the vaccine. We're going to force you. What? No. That's not how you do it. And then people are dying from the vaccine. People are getting blood clots. They're having mitocarditis, heart problems, paralysis. No, that's not true. That's not true. Yes, it is true. That's truth. That's what we see. And yet you don't want to believe it. And then you shout down people that want to think that. Hydroxychloroquine, uh, hydroxychloroquine actually worked. That's the truth. But you shout it down because apparently, according to the AP, billions of dollars at stake. So, yeah, this is about money, too. It could be about health a little bit. Maybe some people um, genuinely have health concerns involved. But politics and money, that's the truth of this whole thing. It's come down to politics and money. Those are the number one and number two things that have driven this narrative, that have voided the truth so that us, we're the ones, the citizens of the world, are the ones that have suffered for it. And now we're divided. Now we have a civil war brewing. We have friends and family members hating each other, a big split. All this because there was a lack of truth. So what are you going to do? Is your character going to be one of truth? Or are you going to continue on? And let all this stuff carry on and continue to get worse and worse and worse. Because after all, we've got greatness in us. We have to raise the standard. We have to take our passion and make it happen. And we have to let ourselves be great. But right now, we're not doing that. It comes down to our character. Hey, this is a Two Steps Ahead podcast. Two Steps Ahead podcast encouraging you to take your passion and make it happen. Let yourself be great. Be an inspiration to others. Do good. Be kind. If you want to check us out on Instagram, you can. A TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, or my personal account, Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. You can find us uh, on the World Wide Web at RadioWarp.com, Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. In fact, if you go to RadioWarp.com, you can find all things Two Steps Ahead Podcast. We also have a Listen Live button. If you click the link to Listen Live, it brings up your media player. And we have all kinds of music and other programming, plus Two Steps Ahead Podcast that plays on RadioWarp.com, the live stream. We've got a merchandise shop. If you just click the, uh, the shop button or the swag button, it'll take you to the uh, merchandise shop. And then um, also you can find us wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, your favorite podcast place. You can also subscribe to YouTube and SoundCloud to never miss an episode. And all that right there is on RadioWarp.com or the link in the bios of our Instagram pages at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and Eden Rocks. So uh, we march towards episode 100. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.